0: Dangerous theories and curriculum are overtaking our schools and undermining the focus of traditional academics. Dr. Kelly Coles joins us today to talk about why she ran for school board, how she's helping others do the same and why it is so important for moms to be involved in their school board districts. Buckle up moms. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Kuralitis, your host, and this is the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We are so glad that you are here today. Welcome, 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 and if you're here for the very first time, we are delighted that you are here. Welcome to the family. Well, we all know how important it is to all of us as mothers to have a safe place for our children to grow and to learn. Well, Unfortunately, the public school system has become infiltrated with liberal curriculums and a dangerous approach that is damaging our children. Well, we are so glad to have one of our very own team members from Moms for America, Dr. Kelly Coles. She is the senior director of the National School Board's Leadership Council Project, and she is joining us to talk about the importance of taking back our children's education and how you can impact your local school board. So I hope that's a pretty good intro to you, Dr. Kelly Coles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're thrilled to have you. Welcome, Kelly.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the invite. You know, I always say I'll go wherever three people gather. It is so important for us to talk about education because it's our future. It's all of our future is dependent upon the quality of the product we put out in our public
0: education system. All right. So before we get into all of these great topics we're going to talk about. Tell us a little bit about the Coles family. I mean, you're a mama. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have some grandkids too, because I think we were on a trip and yeah. you were showing me videos <laughs> and all these fun things. So tell us a, a quick yeah. minute about your family.
1: Okay, well, I appreciate the chance. I love to brag about my kids. So I was uh, you know, a university professor. for I uh, taught for 11 years. Then I went into private practice for 15 years and I would see the patients that were referred to me by either their physician or their therapists. While I was doing that, raising my five children and you know running a household like everybody tries to do, it was a lot of irons in the fire, but our school district came for levy after levy after levy and they refused to take no for an answer. But each time they would put the levy on the ballot, they would do more harm to the children and services and to the community so that they could tighten their grip on the community. And I started getting really offended by the things they were saying and the propaganda they were putting out, and I would do my research and I would submit that to my neighbors. My neighbors said, "You need to run for school board." And I said, "Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't have that kind of time. That isn't my charge." But because that feeling and that thought just kept ruminating in my head, and it and it wouldn't get off my heart that you know if they're taking advantage of the community this way and telling us things that aren't true, surely they're not really out for the best interests of the children either. And I better go in there and see, just see for myself to set myself at ease that everything was okay. So I said, hey, I'll run for school board. I got elected. I was told repeatedly I would never get elected because I was a no voter on the levy. You know, I put a sign at the end of my driveway saying no on the levy. So they said, you won't get elected, you know. And I said, well, we'll see. So I got more votes than anybody else. <laughs> Any of the other that. candidates I got was right. the high top vote getter. And so the newspaper who had already disparaged me as much as possible called and said, well, congratulations. I said, well, thank you, but it does prove that the newspaper should stop you know, fabricating the news and just start reporting it because they had endorsed the other candidates. So, you know, it was it was very telling for the community that if the newspaper endorsed the other three, that's not what they wanted. They wanted the one they didn't endorse. Mm. So I think that that news channel stopped endorsing now because it didn't work
0: for them. <laughs> it didn't work. Wow. So no. here, in so you all of a sudden, right, you just decide that you're gonna run for school board. This isn't an easy in, in the Easy initiative. I'm saying that because a lot of moms are listening, but a lot of moms all across the country are getting engaged with the school board on multiple levels, whether they're just going there to speak or they're going to run for school board. Um, You talked about the levy, but I've also heard you in person say you really wanted to protect the children. It was really Mm -hmm. about the children for you. That Mm -hmm. is why you decided to run for school board and really t- challenge the school board leadership. Talk a little bit about what you came to do and what you what you saw there firsthand.
1: Well, back in 2010, when I was initiated onto the school board, I was whisked away to a weekend. I didn't know anything about it, but with the state association, it was called the Ohio School Boards Association. And they're not a legal entity. They're not a part of the government. Um, I do believe, on, based on what I've witnessed that they are an arm of the teachers union. but they trained school board members. there was a whole room, big room full of brand new school board members and their job was to teach us how to be good school board members. So they taught us things like don't walk through the buildings, you make people nervous don't uh, mm-hmm. don't have, don't dissent from the rest of the group. If you do, you know, you can't say that out loud. You need to go along to get along to be a part of the crowd. You have to be going to get along. You have to be a cheerleader for your district. And I thought that is not why they hired me. (laughs) I know that's not why they hired me. So, and I asked They didn't want more of
0: the same when they sent you there, correct? Exactly. And nor the other people in the
1: room. I think that the average person out there believes that they're hiring a school board member, they're electing a school board member, so that that person can hold the system accountable so that that person can make decisions on curriculum on Mm -hmm. how the district is run. But what it turns out was I got on the school board and I was a lone wolf, even OSBA called me that. And many things but they called me a lone wolf because the other four didn't didn't agree with me on anything. They knew that before I even got there. Because I was a no voter, they had made up their minds that we don't like her. And so mm-hmm. it was very difficult to, to fathom to get in there and have be surrounded by people who hate you wow. because you they knew you said no yeah, to stuff. Not good. But that's right. okay. Moms, you know, and dads that get on there, you have to have a thick skin and you have to say, you're not who I'm concerned about. You know, mm-hmm. all you adults in here are not who I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the children and whether right. they're being mistreated and misused. Right. And that's what I found Deb. throughout my four years. I found that the administration rarely told me all the facts,
0: rarely. I had to As go a school board all, member, you had to go find yeah, it probably yourself. You had to ask all by a lot of myself, questions, right?
1: I had to do my own homework because it wasn't going to come from the administration. Now, OSBA would have school board members just listen to your superintendent treasurer. They said, you hired them, Now you have to trust them. And I thought, no, trust is earned in my book. (laughs) And I don't trust them based on what I've seen. The propaganda they produced Mm -hmm. to get at the money was um, unethical. And so if they're unethical to the community they serve, I'm thinking, how unethical are they being to the children? And what I saw was a lot of that. And so I just started this narrative and the messaging that, you know, I'm here for the kids. I'm not here to represent the district. They have representation. They have two unions. They have an administrative staff. I'm here to represent the community on behalf Mm -hmm. of the children. I'm clear about my role. That's what parents have to understand. You're clear about your role. They might be confused. They're going to tell you what you're supposed to do and say, thank you for your opinion. Mm
0: -hmm. But don't
1: let that derail you. You're there for one reason, and that's to protect those children. Make
0: sure they get the academics Mm -hmm. that your taxpayers are paying for. Okay. Well, let's break this down a little bit because some of our moms may be interested in running for school board, right? There's a lot of moms around the country that are saying yes to that. There's moms that are listening right now trying to figure out how they can affect their school board. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this. So as an insider, what, what are school board, school board members supposed to do um, yeah. and what aren't they doing? Um, just so we can let people know really what is the game that's being played here? Right. Well, the game
1: is there's typically no law that states what the school board members are supposed to do. In Ohio, there's no law that tells you what to do. Uh, There's only OSBA, the arm of the teachers union, that will tell you what your job is. And that's not in statute. But in some states, look it up in your state. Some states, it does say what your job is a little bit clearer, give you some guidance. But typically, and this makes sense to me, that we do this. It's typically you are, as a school board member, you hire, evaluate and fire the superintendent and treasurer. Those are your two employees. Okay. But you set up all of the strategic plan, the mission, the vision and the policies about how the district is to be run. And if those two of your employees don't do what you're telling them to do, and that's as a board, It couldn't be as a single board member. You have to convince the rest of the board to vote your way, Mm -hmm. right? And that's what I had to do with those other four. Even though I was by myself, I had to convince them that my way was the right way. And it only took me two or three months and they were voting with me. So it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. If they understand those other people who oppose you, they might hate you and they don't know why they just (laughs) have listened to somebody else's opinion, I guess, but you have to convince them to vote your way. So I would just do my homework. Mm-hmm. I was able to provide evidence that we had been not told the truth. And the other board members started getting pretty frustrated. That what they were you were trying just,
0: to change? What was your, what were some of your goals, Kelly, well, before see, we mine moved? On. at that time today, it would be curriculum for sure. Sure.
1: But, but back then it was the financials. Okay. And it was, you know, I, I asked for things that boy, they didn't like, boy, this is it's hard because they don't like you asking questions. And sure. I just said, look, and so I got uh, reprimanded, so to speak, and verbally, and mm-hmm. I would just say, look, I'm I'm here for the right reasons. I don't know why you're here, <laughs> but I'm going to keep doing my job. And if you're saying that I'm not allowed to ask questions, I disagree. Right. So uh, the, and that's all you have to say. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Right. So um, I asked questions. Some of the things I did was I asked for the last three years of monthly credit card statements. Mm. I wanted to see if we're in financial trouble. I wanted to see where are we spending our money? And so that took question, a month or two. So I looked through it and I highlighted a few things. And I said, yeah, why did we go out to dinner for $900 if we're in an emergency levy situation? So I said, we're not going to do that anymore, are we? And they said, yeah, no, we're not going to do that anymore. So they were using the credit card mostly for school district stuff. And that made sense. They'd, I'd say, who's this company? And they would tell me who it was. And I think that makes sense. But when it was a restaurant or something, I said, well, I don't think we should use it as you know your household <laughs> eating out budget. And mm-hmm. you know, they agreed. They just didn't think anybody would ever ask for that stuff. I asked for every employee's W-2s. Mm-hmm. I asked for a lot of things because I wanted to research what's not a match here. We had 5,500 students and we had $55 million budget. It seemed like that should be enough. Um, So I wanted to find ways that we were wasting money. And I found a lot of ways.
0: And you were going, if we kind of just the beginning of our discussion was levy driven. So you were looking at taxes, you were looking at financials, you wanted to know, you wanted transparency and you wanted to know exactly how the funding was being, what was being spent. Now, you said if it was today, you were a school board member, I'm sure you'd be concerned about financials as well. But curriculum and leadership now tends to be Mm -hmm. where the buzz is right now for for multiple reasons. Can you talk to that? Are school board members allowed to to look at curriculum? Does it it weigh in their lap? Is this um, something that we hold them accountable for? Because moms are going to school board meetings and record numbers over curriculum, right? I I love it. Yeah, I love it. The indoctrination. And we're yeah. saying, no, we don't want these books. We want to know what books you're teaching. We want to know what your agenda is. We want to know about CRT or, or all mm-hmm. of these, um, you know, different social, emotional learning and everything mm-hmm. else, diversity, inclusion. We want to know what books are being, you know, shared with this ideology. So what would you do about curriculum right now? Both ways, either running for school board right. or to the moms that are listening about this
1: well whether you're a school board member or not there is a federal act it's p p r a and it gives parents the absolute right to see everything everything and so my saturday webinar is going to be about and this is for school board members or people who just want to listen in let us know but it's going to be about going through the district getting into the district to look at what's there so you have every right every citizen has every right to see the whole list and walk into that library and see what's in the library. Okay, they may so want now, you to do it after school hours, but sure. you have every right to see it all. And a school board member has even more right to go through those buildings and see everything that's in there because school board members mm. that ask these questions are constantly accused of being micromanagers. Mm. But I spun that around and I said, how can I possibly do my job to set the mission, the vision and the strategic plan and set policy how could I possibly do my job unless I know the details? I can't do my job
0: exactly. right, without the details. Right. Right. So now you're coming in with a logical response. Um, mm-hmm. Just because this podcast will be evergreen, meaning it will be on our website, you can look this up under the mom force. Um, where will we see what you just talked about, about that um, that parental right that we have?
1: Yeah. The PPRA. If you just Google it, you'll find it. And that link is several places on my section of Moms Force. Okay. so It's a lot of places.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So go to momsforamerica.us, go to Mom Force on there. Kelly has incredible information on our website about all of the things that we're talking about today. Huge resource there. So I'm glad to know that we'll have more information and a kind of a webinar that you're doing on that, on that topic. Now, do you think that the school boards um, are aware? I mean, obviously they're aware of this. This is a stupid question for me to ask. I'm, you know, (laughs) not really rhetorical, I guess, but do you think that they know that there's a political agenda here to our kids? And I mean, this the emotional stability and the academics. I mean, do the school board's aware of this, or do they it's look the like, other way, or they don't yeah. want to get involved? What is it? It's just like people
1: who only watch CNN and MSNBC get a very, uh, di- well, not diverse, very, very, uh, challenged point of view, right. and So school board members who are only trained by OSBA or their state affiliate, which is okay. their association, school board associations. If you only get trained from them, they'll tell you to go along. They'll tell you your job is to be a cheerleader. Your job is to, so it's all a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of hooey who would do that. I mean, your job is not any of those things, right? And you can say, I reject that philosophy, but I will do my job the way I see fit. And I don't need any obstructions. Um, and so the, the other board members might agree with you it took me a while to pull them away from this training. In fact we stopped our membership in OSBA because oh. I was trying to just subtly point out the ways that they were deceptive, um, incomplete with their information and totally biased. So if you asked OSBA uh, if the board members getting trained by not OS but any state uh, board of edu- board of board associations, so school board associations, Florida, Colorado, they all have them, but they're training your school board members to not ask those questions. So when the parents come in and they're saying, I object to this curriculum, the board might be looking at the superintendent and saying, so why is this curriculum in there? And the superintendent is well-trained and well-practiced at saying there's no CRT in our schools, Mm. but I have board members now who are aligning more with our philosophy with the National School Board Leadership, and they will say, um, define it for me. And it's interesting that the superintendents are not writing it down. They will mm. not put in writing what CRT is because then they're held to something. Mm. And I think, well, then maybe the board should write what CRT is. And mm-hmm. it, is, it is absolutely child abuse. What's happening in our schools is child abuse because when you mess with the foundations that make a child stable, they can't even learn. If you take away their trust in their country, in their family, in their church, in in everything that brings them a foundation,
0: you That's remove right. that stuff, which is what they're doing. The child is lost. They I was came. just in a, right. I was just in a conversation on an, another podcast before this that it's very intentional to confuse. Yes. The more confusion that we can put in the school, the more that we confuse this next generation. Um, the more that they can come in with their ideas and their solution. Uh, yeah. Right. Which is government. Yeah. Which is government. Exactly. Let's talk government. about the curriculum that is in the schools yeah. that we're seeing. Um, these are some of the buzzwords, right? Diversity, equity, inclusion, social, emotional learning, CRT. We've got gender politics. Um, what, what are you hearing from moms all across the country about their the, concern with curriculum, Kelly?
1: Their, their sexualization, um, all of that, and that there's, there's always a political agenda. It's always bashing white people and telling them that they're the oppressor because their skin is white. It's racism. It's 100% racist. It's 100% discriminatory. And why are we doing that? So we're bludgeoning some children and then telling the other ones, they're responsible for your choices in life. You know, it's just so ridiculous and abusive that we, we just have to stop it. But the sexualization is grooming them to think that, Immoral society is okay, because once you destabilize children's foundations, which is morality part of that Mm -hmm. you destabilize that, then you get to help them define what brings them stability, and that will always be more government more rules more intrusion, because they're taking away the family. Now, one Mm -hmm. of the disturbing things I saw, Deb, I would like parents to know this, is that throughout the curriculum, I'm seeing, because parents send me stuff, and I got a hold of a few teaching manuals, but I'm seeing there's a constant um, reoccurring theme to what the kids are reading. And it's this theme of being taken away from your family, being taken away to go learn on an ocean voyage. Mm. taken away from your family and how
0: at so first separating it's separating
1: yes and how mm-hmm. at first it's kind of scary and you're apprehensive and you don't know what's going on but then you become accustomed to it and you actually like it it is exactly what the communists do they remove the children especially if you don't pass their social scores right they remove the children so now being created in our legislators offices are these bills and they may get passed that are creating childhood trauma bills. Of course, we all don't want childhood trauma, but guess who gets to decide that your child is suffering from trauma and then CPS gets to come in and remove them. Oh, and guess there's another bill that's called the dyslexia bill. So that this bill, if passed, you all have to bring your children in before kindergarten and they're assessed for dyslexia. Now that sounds pretty benign by itself, But in this bill, it says that you must comply once your child is diagnosed with some learning disorder and boy, they're gonna find plenty of them, right? Right. Once they're defined as having some kind of learning difficulty, even though the parent says, no, they don't, it doesn't matter. You're on their grid and -hmm. their grid will force you to publicly educate so that they can give your child the services they think your child needs. And if you fail to bring them in for those services, then you, know, you are possibly gonna have your child taken away. So there's a bunch of these different kind of bills that are being put in place Shocking. in our state Man. houses to take the children from the families. If they hey. don't agree with what the state says, they need to do.
0: Say it's, that again. It, if we don't agree with what the state says, they then become the parent. And right. this is where it is getting out of hand.
1: The control um, then, the control then, Deb, is unreal right, because right. everybody's afraid now that they'll have their children taken from them. That's when they become really obedient mm-hmm. to whatever the cause is. So they might say that if you disagree with right. equity right. and you, you've spoken out of me, if you disagree with that, uh, we're going to have to come assess your child for trauma.
0: I mean, it's almost, you can't believe it's happening, but then I know. a lot of things that happened recently, a lot of us cannot believe are happening. Right. Um, right. So yes. we have to be aware of this moms because un- unfortunately this is, this is the world we're living in and um, nobody's going to co-parent with our kids because we're the parents, um, not the government, not the school. And we have to just be very proactive about it. We either have to go to our school board meetings and hold them accountable or we have to run for school board and flip it and change it and educate it and do what you did kelly um, but one of the things i do want to mention that you told me was very important to discuss today was that messaging is very important yeah you said that messaging is very important what are the suggestions for moms that would be going to schools speaking in their community how do we carry this message correctly this is something you wanted to talk about today I I do,
1: because it's extremely important. It's very easy to get upset and and drawn into the hysteria because the left does it all the time, Right. right? Who shows up at board meetings are these hysterical parents sometimes, but usually they're related to the union thugs. And I absolutely call them that, but they're the ones showing up at the meetings and they're absolutely badgering and bashing these school board members and they're abused. So all they're getting is pressure from the left They don't get much pressure from the right because we're people who believe in logic, not not emotional. So I rarely got somebody that agreed with me, but messaging to my other board members Mm -hmm. was extremely important then. How do I sway them? Because the pressure in the audience is huge to keep going the way we're going. And there are a speckled one or two in the audience who might be supporters of mine. So I had to say that I am talking to the community. I'm here to represent the community. Now, any parent can say that because they've talked to their neighbor, they've talked to their family members, and they feel the same. So you're representing your community. I'm here on behalf of the other parents, at least in my community. Your community can be five people, or your community can be thousands, But I'd like to ask you some questions and just for you to think about, they're not going to answer you because they wouldn't. But just say, I'd I'd like you to think about some things. Do you think that sexual content such as, and mention the things that have been found, if not in your school, then in others, do you think sexual content is appropriate for Mm -hmm. these age groups? I would love your answer. I'll send you this Um, question also in an email so that you could answer me that way but they're not likely going to answer you and then your next meeting you come back and say well I have that I had that question remember I didn't get an answer from you guys or what I got was not really answering my question but what I'd like to ask then is why aren't you talking to your community what do you think your job is is your job to represent the community that pays you and for the district. So you just keep coming up at every school board meeting and ask a few questions because your questions are gonna back them into a corner. And you know people get mad when they're in a corner, but I think they're gonna start talking to each other about, mm-hmm. okay, why don't we have a community citizens group going through this curriculum and finding the stuff right. that's really in, age inappropriate and dangerous for children to, right. to be exposed to. and lots of people accuse the school board of censoring 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 so i think parents need to go in there and say we want our children's exposure to be censored just like we would want our child to be protected from a pedophile of course we protect our children right. that is our job and protecting the children is your job you can call it censorship or you could call it protection but we're going to call it protection you call it whatever you want but I it's protecting that. the children, so we have to use a different terminology, but equally um, equally impressive right. <laughs> protecting children. So I always say, why don't we have a team come in and look at our curriculum, look through our library, all of our uh, teachers' manuals, and look for safety and fairness,
0: safety so and fairness. I love that. And fair,
1: we're looking for safety making the children safe and fairness. Is it fair to make one group an oppressor and one group, the oppressed, Correct. is this even true? You'd have mm-hmm. to point out where this happens because it's not even true. Um, but just say, you know, honesty has to be a part of our district. So I just want to know, are you guys being honest with these parents when you say that stuff's not in here? Now, what happens if we find some of this material in our school district? Right. Who, who fired? Is it you? Will you resign? If we find this stuff, in, I'm, I'm just asking questions. And I, I did it in a way that wasn't, um, wasn't you know, punitive. I, I wasn't talking to my board, board members like I disrespected them. I actually spoke to them with respect. I didn't always get it back, but that's okay. Ignore it, grow a thick skin. Just say, guys, I know you're voting your conscience. Go up to that school board podium and say, I know you're voting your conscience, but I'd like to give you the rest of the information. And I'd like to give you some questions to ponder. So be nice about it. But, but be direct, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it takes you one and minute to spit out, spin out show the question, right. but at up. least yeah. show up in email. If you can't get out of the house, which I completely understand, at least show up in an email. And then you got to share with people. You can have a website. You can have a Facebook page that talks about your district right. and see what they have. The other side yeah. has websites that talk about your right. district. But if you dare say anything negative, they ban you. Right. We'll do the same title, another Facebook page where you ban them. Mm-hmm. It's got to be tit for tat. It's got to be equal,
0: you know. You're seeing this, field. right? You're seeing this all around the country that there's yes. parental rights groups, um, parental choice, uh, parental concerns in the school district, and you're seeing hundreds of parents show up all across this country. We saw this with all of our moms around the country, and you would say this does make a big difference when you show up in numbers and you do contact them. Changes were made. Unfortunately, some of them were slower. And we wanted them to be, but, but they do, they do have to listen and that you, we are a force to be reckoned with. Correct. It's definitely worth us going there and correct. speaking.
1: I saw how the other side won over some board members because some board members, even if they have the same philosophy as I do, they were very weak in the knees. Most of them mm-hmm. are, most of them have uh, ego weakness that I, I didn't suffer from.
0: Uh, I'm sure you didn't and I just know you a few years now I'm sure you did not I I didn't know you back in the day you can't let though
1: the bullies win what the bullies need is a punch in the face (laughs) so some of that was not literal it was figurative (laughs) in that I got things done that I wanted done for example I think tenure does not help children learn and so I told my other board members that the ones that didn't like me and and it took them a little while to warm up to that idea, but we asked legal counsel, we found a legal counsel who would who would agree with us. And he said, You have to have a reason to deny tenure. And we said we don't agree with it. And, and he said, I can defend that. And we hired that lawyer. So nice. we didn't give tenure to anybody for three years because it doesn't help children learn. If it did, okay. I'd be all over it. But I things gotcha. like that, you can stop. So mm-hmm. if we don't, if we have teachers who don't have tenure. And we find that they're they're putting curriculum in that, by the way, has to be, by law, approved by the board. If there's curriculum in there that was approved not approved by the board, that teacher should be fired, right? Yeah. Well, if they have tenure, it's almost impossible to do, right? Correct. It's impossible. Yeah. So we have right. to do away right. with tenure. It's one of the many things we have to get over, but I'm working on it and I need help. I need moms and dads and everybody to show up at the meetings They're boring as heck sometimes, but your face is right there, intimidate and make sure they do. You don't have to say a word, right? You don't have to say a word. They just walk up afterwards, shake their hand and say, well, I thank you for your service. Have Mm -hmm. you thought about this? (laughs) And then they know you're there.
0: Bottom line is we have to be engaged. So some of Mm -hmm. our moms may be interested in running for school board. Some of them may just want to go and have their voice be heard. Um, Otherwise, we can support other candidates that are running for school board that we agree with. Um, Give us a couple of takeaways before we close here, Kelly. Um, What can the moms do? Uh, And then we'll talk about some of the resources we have.
1: You know, before I ran for school board, I had only attended two meetings, and that was because I was in campaign mode. I've never been to a school board meeting, never cared to sit in on that. And I truly found it the most boring thing I've ever sat in on but it was only because all the board members just bobbled their head yes. And I call them feckless bobbleheads because they just simply bobble their head yes on everything that's on the agenda. There was no real discussion, no debate, no dissenting uh, voices. And I thought, why is it that they're all just puppets? They all just do whatever they're asked to do, approve this, okay. And I thought, nobody seems to ask any questions. So if you're somebody so who says, yeah, if you're somebody who says, I don't think this sound right, sounds right, I don't think it looks right. I think they need to be challenged more on, on what they're doing in the process. Mm-hmm. And you know, some of the board members really just show up for the paycheck. They're not doing their homework. And it's mm-hmm. hard to justify the time to do the homework. Right. But you kind of need to do it to convince the other board members to, to vote your way. When I ran my campaign, I simply went door to door to as many as I could. I had a, a team so of you're, 10 you're,
0: ta- you're talking about running for school board,
1: right? Campaign. Now. Yeah, I, I had a group of probably 10 of my friends. And we met like every other week, and they came up with some fabulous ideas on how to get people to uh, vote and why they needed to vote for Kelly. And they had this little postcard that said a Kohl's coupon, because my last name is K-O-H-L-S. So it was a Kohl's coupon. They were handing people. Yeah, and just cute things like signs, you know, stuff like that. But I only spent $1,500. But I'm not, you know, in Florida, it's a whole county. In Ohio, Pennsylvania, many other states, it's just a district, which is not a whole county. It's a lot easier to run those campaigns without money.
0: Right. And they can also help another candidate run, right? If they can't run, help another candidate in your community. If you go to the school boards, if you get engaged, you're going to find out who's running. You're going to find out who the voices are, lock arms with them, help them. Either you run, you help someone, you go there and you, you, you share your concerns with that school board. It's really, really important. Our school is well, battleground.
1: Vitally important, Deb, is that once they get there, don't let them be indoctrinated by the school board association. They you need mean to the come school to board our- leaders,
0: The school board members.
1: Yeah. Once yeah, they're so elected, let, yeah. don't let them get indoctrinated into the way of the schools. Let okay. them come to our training. Yeah, I will teach them about the laws. I will teach them where to find the laws. Uh, we, will, we will have a lot of experts on our team. We can't always, you know, do everything for everybody. And we're trying to, we're trying to expand every state, but we can at least give them the guidelines of today. My conversation mm-hmm. with three other school board members in Florida are, can you walk through the buildings? We're being told some of our school board members here in Ohio are being told now you can't, you can't walk through the building. I said, well, every parent could walk through the building. Why would a school board member be banned from a building? That makes no sense. But in Florida, they actually passed a law in 2016 that said school board members don't have to announce they can walk through those buildings anytime. So I'm guessing all states either have the law or need the law, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah. of course I'm gonna walk through the buildings. Of
0: course. So let's, yeah, of course. So this is just an example of what school board members across the country are reaching out to you. So let's tell them about our resources. So Mm MomForce on momsforamerica.us is yeah. the section all about education, taking back your school boards, being involved mm-hmm. in um, showing up at your school boards, how to speak to your school board. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about you know, encouraging moms to run for their school board and you actually help them with a lot of the resources and training once they win as well. Right. So tell us about that and then we'll have to wrap it up with you, Kelly. But I, I just want okay. everybody to know the resource that we have with you. Not many organizations I don't know of anybody really that is doing what we're doing at Moms for America. Is that correct?
1: No, I don't know any other organization that is because really the other side has their machine set up yeah. and has been for decades. We're just kind of catching up. I ran the Ohio School Board Leadership Council from 2012 to 19, training school board members in the state of Ohio how to be good school board members. So now we're doing this national program where I'm doing the same kind of training. It'll be on podcast. Some is narrative. Some of it is handing you a resolution as a a template, handing you a policy. Here's a template for this policy, how to get it passed, Robert's Rules of Order. So once you're a school board member, that's when you see more of Kelly Coles. And our box six is what we call it, but it's the National School Board Leadership Project. And it's going to be on the website. And you just click on the things you need to know. But school board members and citizens could go on that page and see everything we've got. We're just asking school board members to become members which is different than registering, but registering will get you the information you need. Parents, if you're thinking about running or thinking about how you can influence, just go see what the school board members should know. And then it really helps you find the questions to ask them because you're saying, well, according to NSBLC, uh, you should be doing such and such. Are you doing that? Are you going through the classrooms? Are you looking at the literature? Are you forming these board committees? Why aren't you mm-hmm. forming these board committees? You know, and it just gives you a lot of reason to question their current process mm-hmm. and just think. Well, I you could say to them, I don't know who's coaching you, but you need better coaches. And you <laughs> point him, we'll point bring you, right.
0: Dr. Kelly Coles. That's what we'll do. <laughs> so uh, send them right over great. to us. Send them the yes. link. Send,
1: send them us. a page from our from our website because right. they do need better trainers.
0: That's right. Well, thank you, Kelly. I mean, you are a wealth of information. You've gone through, you've run your own campaign. You put your hat in the ring. You've got yeah. a lot of information that we provide to our moms. Again, moms, please stop by uh, momsforamerica.us and check out our Mom force page, which is all about education and taking back um, our school boards and all the issues that surround education. Thank you, Kelly. You've been a yeah. wonderful guest. I knew you would be, as always. We appreciate- how you're helping us here at Moms for America.
1: Yeah, I love being here. And I'm so glad people can watch this video and learn learn so much more about how we change what's happening to our children in our public schools.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Kelly. All right, moms all across the country, we know you're getting engaged. Again, please stop by and visit our website. Um, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. I think I forgot to mention some of this at the beginning of the show. Oh, our newsletter is on uh, our website as well. We have all kinds of information, all kinds of resources, all the things that Kelly talked about, plus a plethora of other information on momsforamerica.us. Check out our cottage meetings. These are 12 lessons that will help you learn about America's heritage and the principles of liberty. Moms all across the country love this series. It just helps Mm -hmm. you shore up your home and share information and train up your child. Um, let me see what else. Hey, we want to just tell you moms that we believe that liberty begins at homes and that in in the home and that you, you moms are the heartbeat of America. Subscribe and share this with any moms that you know that may be interested in school boards, running for school boards and taking back their children's education. The mamas, the mamas are on the move. So um, hope to see you next week and let's, uh, let's keep changing our world one home at a time.